Welcome to Awaken Life Radio, a podcast about being a spiritual being, having a human experience in a world gone mad. Each week, we will discuss how you can heal yourself, cultivate your intuitive superpowers, and be a sacred vessel for planetary healing. I am your host, Narayani Gaya. today's episode, we continue with John Gray and get even more intimate talking about men, sexuality, transgender dynamics, and homosexual relationships and sexuality. Lots of information is shared about hormones and what it takes for attraction and trust to develop between men and women. And again, this is a super vulnerable conversation. I have never publicly talked this much about sex. So I invite you to take a deep breath and lay down any judgments you have and check this out with an open mind. You will learn so much from today's episode. But here's the catch, which... It's why you can do that. You have to have a relationship where a woman feels I can undress in front of you, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. You have to have this one-sided communication primarily. Certainly he can talk and share. It's primarily about making it safe for the woman to open up. It's not conversations. Women will often get upset about something and men will then go, well, what about me? And he'll go into him. No, it has to be all about her. Because what sex is, is he's got this energy. She awakens the energy in him. If she, women turn men on when women reveal themselves. Mm-hmm. But women reveal themselves when they feel safe from the man. Right. So the man puts out pheromones. Actually, when testosterone levels double, when a man has high testosterone, it awakens estrogen in a woman. That's proven. Oh, and when yeah. women have high estrogen, they put out pheromones that awaken testosterone in men. So either yeah. way, we can look at how we can help each other. Yeah. And you know what I found when I taught my classes on sex mm. before I got into relationship? Because mm. that was my big interest after not having sex for nine years and being so enlightened and women were so amazing, having sex. And what I found that sex was fulfilling, the primary reason is because it was an opportunity to feel more love. And men are not cognizant of that, but that's why they need sex so much is it's through Mm -hmm. sex that they can feel more love. And women need to feel love before they can become cognizant of, for most women, of how much they need sex. When women don't feel I need love and I get love, then suddenly that energy goes from their head to their heart to their genitals, and they want sex as much as any man wants sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so so we reverse that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of the work that I do with women is really just grounding and dropping in so that they feel safe wherever through connecting to the earth. Like that's just really con- good. Right? You know, I, I just want to acknowledge your 12 levels or whatever they are, because that's really where we're all going. Yeah. It's definitely where we're at. And the key to it is not just this simply mantra, 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 no. mantra that can actually awaken you to one level and you stay there. Right. Have to willfully create these consciousness shifts. Yeah. Because I said women have to feel safe in the mind and in the heart before they mm-hmm. actually can fully feel the body. Yes. How to feel safe in your mind is a key thing. A lot of single women are listening. 
Okay? Mm -hmm. Go on dates with men that are more interested in you than you're interested in them. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Make sure mm -hmm. he wants you more than you want him. But, you know, he's not offensive or anything. But he's got a job. He has some manners. Mm -hmm. He's interested in you. He's mm -hmm. motivated. You mm -hmm. are not trying to motivate him. Mm -hmm. No motivation from your part. You're not trying a to... Amen, a woman. Uh, yes. Right. He so is I, mm -hmm. Now, what you do, and maybe even you don't feel sexual desire for him. That's okay. It start with your mind and use him as practice bait. If it never happens, that's okay. You enjoy being with him and he enjoyed being with you. No obligation in dating. Right. And the next thing you do is to practice having different thinking, different beliefs than him without trying to change his. That's a really key thing of feeling safe in your mind that I can disagree with you. I can have different votes. I can vote for different people is what I meant to say. Yeah. I can have a different belief system. I cannot agree with what you say. Mm -hmm. I can express my differences without trying to change yours. Yeah, that's See, advanced. That's, that's awake. That's, that's safety. That's right, safe. right, and right. And you can train a man. Now, men, when you have a different point of view, because I'm teaching women, if I'm talking to men, I'll tell men, mm. men, don't try to change her point of view. Mm. But we both do it. And if your partner does it, if your man does it, and we will do it, okay? If you, you say, oh, I don't really like that. Oh, why are you like that? Because mm. of this and this and this reason. So rather than him pushing against you, you first go, you, you express your point of view. And just, what do you think? And he says, never ask a man what he feels. Oh, terrible go there. I've made it, that what mistake. What do you think about that? Or he might just tell you what he thinks about that. And then he's starting to say, you shouldn't, or you, that's not right, or why would you do this? As soon as he tries to change you, you have to realize whenever somebody's trying to change somebody, it's because they don't feel, they feel unsafe inside themselves. Got it. Mm -hmm. What men need at that time is to feel that you're appreciating him. He doesn't mm -hmm. have to prove he knows more than you or he's right or whatever, and I know better. You just simply say to him, he starts to talk and you basically, he pauses. If he starts to try to change his, hold on, hold on, I, I, I'm considering what you're saying. And that makes sense. I mean, tell me why you would think that. And I can see why you'd think that. And why do you think that makes sense? Okay, help me understand that better. Just, mm -hmm. but don't understand his feelings better. Understand the validity of his thinking. Got that it. makes sense. Well, that's a good idea. Well, I hadn't considered that before. That's tricky for me as a, as a very deeply emotional, intuitive woman. As an Aries, as an Aries, Aries too. I want to talk a, a little bit, if you're open to what's going on right now with the next generation of um, cross-gender, transgender, non-binary. I mean, is this just for me it's out of my realm. I work with women as women. I work with men as men. I work with us as universal spiritual beings with that Shiva Shakti energy and understanding that. I follow your work and I, I, I value the uniqueness that's based in the embodiment of our spirits. So when we have these youth that are coming into transgender, yeah, how do you, um, how do you work and coach? Do you, do you feel like if they identify with either being cis male or cis female, then it's easier to to help train them or is there a place where these teachings come into a universal identity or do you think that that's a big danger okay i'm i'm going to respond first of all by having to create a foundation for what i'm going to say mm -hmm. we went to a higher level of a priority of personal growth through emotional and through achievement and through intimacy your male and female sides want to come into the play and want to be balanced together. Mm. And if you don't have a culture, a context that balances and teaches you how to balance those things, then boys become girls and don't feel comfortable or authentic being boys. 
Just like if I was to have ice cream in front of me that throws my blood sugar out of balance, it feels very authentic to keep eating it. The things that are worst for us often feel very authentic. But then what we learn to change is when the pain becomes so great, we will change and we will seek out the knowledge. So somebody came to me and said, you know, I have a problem with this thing and I'm confused. I would help them. But I have no motivation at all to help them unless they come to me and they're not. Got okay? it. <laughs> they're not. They're not Got coming it. to me. Got Even it. gay couples don't come to me. And I'm Got all it. for it. If you're gay, you can practice the same ideas that I talk about in terms of if the girl, two girls or two guys, one's generally more on their female side, one's more on their male side. Got it. And understanding gender differences helps you understand what that person thinks they need at that time. Got it. Thinks they need at that time. And then you need to reverse it. And you don't think you need that, but you actually do need that. Okay, so <laughs> there, there's a dynamic here. What's an example of, of that? <clears throat> okay, an example of that. Let's take a lesbian couple. I'm counseling a lesbian couple. And I say, you know, the female side needs to talk about her emotions and her feelings. And she really doesn't need you to solve her problem at well. She just needs to share. And she's happy. And, and she likes to help you and support you. And the other girl says, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I say the male side of you basically wants to feel successful in the relationship and solve the problem. And, you know, let's get to the point here. Let's get it done. Yeah. And she says, you know, I can really relate to that. I want to be accomplished. I want to achieve. I want to be in control. I want to dominate. And, and I totally relate to that male part of me. And then I also relate to my female side. I also want you to listen to me and hear me. <laughs> so it's giving them permission to find their female side. In that mm -hmm. case, she was able to hear my talk hear what the female side needs and say, okay, I'm on my male side, but I also need my female side. And that means my female needs to go to her male side, even though she's more comfortable on her female side. Great. You see how that is? You just have yep. to realize on certain levels, it's easier to be in a gay relationship because you instinctively relate to what the person needs because you have kind of the same suffering. But at the same time, you can go further out of balance, okay? Because you don't know how to keep yourself in balance. One tends to become too masculine, the other one becomes too female, but they're mm -hmm. still both estrogen beings and so what happens is something called dead bed and dead bed's very common in the lesbian community. And I saw it in a movie once, checked it out. And it was, uh, it was very funny. It was a regular movie, but it was the gay couple were watching male porn. That means two men going at it. And then where I have my ranch in Mendocino, there's a lot of lesbians there. And I talked about it with them and, and they said, Oh yeah, sometimes we invite men into the room to experience their erections and their penises and arousing the man. And then we kick the man out and we have sex. Because you need that male energy. Mm -hmm. Masculine energy is in a man's body. Feminine energy is your cells. It's your biology. And it's there. Mm -hmm. And we all need to have a blend of that. Now, mm -hmm. when you get the trans, when we get the extreme role reversals or just role reversal, and role reversal happens in, in heterosexual couples too. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, almost always when a couple stops having sex, she's driving him around. Uh, you can see who's having sex and who's not. If he's, if he's not driving, they're probably not having sex. Uh, because she doesn't trust him to drive and he doesn't want to hear her complaints. So he says, then you drive. Well, that, that tells me there's no interdependence where she's trusting him to, with her life. Mm -hmm. And so that's really a key thing. What men could understand, I mean, I have so many relationship things, is that the best foreplay is driving a woman in a way she likes to be driven. Because mm -hmm. a woman is actually, if she's sitting in the front seat and she's not driving, she's, her life's in your hands. So show her consideration. So if I go fast, I, my wife would just put her hand up and hold the handle, not say anything, because that would annoy me. 
just put the hand, just give a silent hand signal. And I go, oh, I'll slow down. Always happy to drive slow for you, honey. I love you. Mm -hmm. And I touch her on the thigh and she would say, I know. And I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to what most women would do is say, well, you should drive slow. You drive unsafe. <laughs> right. Fight with them. Get your testosterone, testosterone every, battle. Every, yeah. Everything is an opportunity to grow if we have the right understanding of it and the, mm -hmm. and the right motivation. You know, men yeah. do not want to be told how to drive until I tell them some of my stories about how driving is the best foreplay ever. Then they say, okay, I can do that. But the woman has to play the game too. It's yeah. not like she has an attitude. You should drive the way I drive. No, you should only drive the way I drive if I'm feeling uncomfortable. And if you mm -hmm. care about me, you'll slow down or stop a yellow light or whatever it is. And whenever I make an adjustment, I go, that was for you and touch her on a thigh, intimate moment. And she smiles and she says, yes, I know you're taking care of me. That's how she hears it because she understands men are different. Yep. She doesn't think I'm a bad driver. Right. Got it. I, a super driver. And, and, but it's not a comfort zone for her and I respect that. So this is like the subtleties of how to keep balancing these hormones. So right. what I have, now you have, now I'm getting to the answer here. Yeah. You have all these kids who are feeling persecuted and unhappy and stressed and they'll soon be on, if they're not already on different drugs for ADD and for antidepressants, anti-anxieties, they'll be taking citizen medicines and they'll die early. They'll be sick. Uh, it will all happen. And this is what we're gonna see happening. It's very sad. I already see it happening. Uh, it's just too stressful of a life. And see their experience, their experience is that the stress is because people don't accept me for who I am. I get weird looks. Nobody's, they're calling me a, a he. I'm not a he, you know, I'm a they, you know? And, and the name of trying to say, uh, we all deserve equal, equal respect by making all these sexual divisions that they've done, they've done the opposite of what just two, man, woman, you know, I'm this or that, you know, it's a real simple thing and you're born that way. So stick with it. But when people don't feel safe, when a little boy grows up and he doesn't feel safe to express his female side and then suppresses his female side to be masculine, because we're in a, a free society, we say, well, I'm not gonna be that. I'm gonna rebel against that. And I'm gonna go over to my female side. And that's like eating ice cream. And it feels really, really good until it doesn't. Right. And that's what's happening now. And it doesn't feel good. And when it doesn't feel good, then we tend to, because it, whenever you're stressed and doesn't feel good, you're out of balance, you always blame someone else. You never see yourself as the problem when you're under stress. And this is like, until you hate yourself, that could also happen. And then they kill themselves because they hate themselves so much. But then they say, the reason I hate myself, my parents didn't accept me. You know, it all, it's all blame, blame others, blame yourself. You live in the blame game rather than in a place of simply taking responsibility. I made a mistake. I love myself. Now let me do this. Here's what I can do differently. Here's what I can find it. And now we have then another layer onto this problem is that boys grow up with more of a feminine brain mm. because their mothers were exposed to GMOs and toxins and plastics when she was in the womb. Mm. This inhibits the development of the brain, the male brain, and it inhibits the development of the female brain for girls. Right now we know that if boys are exposed to the toxicities and plastics, they lose, mm -hmm. even in frogs, they grow a vagina and a penis. Okay, now if you are one of the, very small percent of the population who is born with a penis and a vagina, you need to make peace with both your male and female sides. Okay. So there's a dynamic there yeah. where your brain has just changed. However, I would still go, which is seems to be the dominant 
and I would go with change your brain. You can actually change this brain plasticity. My daughter, Lauren, you know, I teach all these amazing supplements. I raised her on amazing supplements and I need that because I live a stressful life. But now she's, she's got the perfect husband, which, mm. which by the way, sometimes you might think that because you had the perfect partner, you'll never find somebody like that. No, you'll find somebody better. Thank you. Everybody used to say to Lauren, they say, oh, your dad is so great. He's so wonderful. She thinks I'm the greatest. You'll mm. never find any guy to live up to that. But because she feels worthy that I can have that, because mm. that's why she had that, Got she it. found somebody better than me. The guy's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> better than she, you, John? No. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, he is. He's a, so that was good. Perfect for but her. She did, it's all our sense of worthiness inside that, and freedom. And also she does have me. So I made her life comfortable. I helped buy things for her, set up things for her. So she has a beautiful home on a lake. And the other side of the house opens up to the Bay Area with the sunsets. She lives in a heavenly place. She has a mm -hmm. garden. She works really, really hard, but on her own schedule. Yeah. And she knows how to balance her time. She's written a great book called, you know, online course called How to Get Me Time. So you're happy without depending on a man. If you're happy without depending on a man, mm -hmm. then a man will want to give you more because it's easy. It's easy to give you more. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so this is your Got power it. as women, but you don't have that power when you have the freedom to be on your male side. It's easier to go to your male side than to be your true, most loving female side. I Just think as for me, mm -hmm. as a man, it's mm -hmm. so much easier. I could, oh, you know, I'm rich. I can sit back and do nothing. I could just sit there and I love, you know, I love vodka. I can drink <laughs> vodka. I could, if I wanted to have many different women and all that, it would just empty me out. I would feel worthless and want to die. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I like yeah. monogamy. I like great sex. I like meditation. I like good food. I'm healthy. But what happens to these women, unfortunately, if they're stressed during pregnancy or they're being exposed to GMOs, cheap food or plastics, those tend to be the big ones. Mm -hmm. Then what happens, I live near a freeway, a lot of these different things occur. Even the water, yeah, even just if you drink water out of plastic bottles that are in the sun, I mean, it's just yeah, everywhere. That's right, it's yeah. toxic. And mm -hmm. so what that does to a woman, and happens in pregnancy, but happens every day for women, by the way, as soon as these toxins bind with her body, go into her body, they bind with receptor sites for estrogen. They send a message to the brain that you have plenty of estrogen, but you don't. So you behave, you don't behave like a woman who's low in estrogen, who needs estrogen. She's going to feel like I need a man to help me. That's if you need, if you know, if you're in touch with your need for estrogen, you feel your need for estrogen, you feel your need for a man's love. You mm -hmm. feel the need and your, your body's saying, I already have it. And so what you do is you go, okay, I've gotten what I need. Now I'll do it myself. And so this is like mm -hmm. literally increases women's independence because they're experiencing toxic, toxicity. Freedom gives you permission to go to your independent side. So it's even easier to go over there. Toxicity throws you over there. Very hard to get back to your male side. It's like going off of a drug. You have to go through withdrawals and it doesn't feel authentic. To go the back to your male side or to go back to your female side? To go, to back, go back to your female side is what I meant. Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel authentic. And then if that woman is conceiving a child, what kind of messages is that sending to the development of that? And it's not even just message. It's biological, biological. hormonal function in the development of the brain in the womb, which is mm -hmm. what occurs. It, I was just talking about for adult women, the same thing mm -hmm. happens in, in the womb. Mm -hmm. Masculine, boy, girls become more masculine if their mothers are exposed to toxicity in the womb. Boys become more feminine in the same way. Women today, at any age, exposed to toxicity, become more masculine, and men become more feminine. 
Because what happens for men is when those estrogen, we have estrogen, those mm -hmm. estrogen receptor sites get activated by toxicity, sends a message to the brain that you have plenty of estrogen, therefore you shouldn't be too masculine. Because the only time for a million years that men would have a surge of estrogen is when they were afraid and they learned if you're afraid of somebody, don't mess with them. So you become number two rather than number one. You become the beta male and he's mm -hmm. the alpha male. You become, uh, you know, basically submissive to him mm -hmm. because your estrogen levels go too high. It says, if you want to live, lower your testosterone. So what mm -hmm. we know now is when estrogen is high in men, he always has low testosterone unless he is feeling successful in providing for his family that he loves deeply. And it even goes higher. It doubles if he's providing an orgasm for the woman he loves. It doesn't go up so much. It, well, it will go up. The, the testosterone will go up, mm -hmm. but it will go down further if it's a woman he doesn't care about, a new, a different woman, or a fantasy woman. Oh, that's woman. interesting. That yeah, is, it's all interesting. Literally, if you make love to somebody you love, your body produces a different hormone. Mm -hmm. After you ejaculate, if you're a man with your wife, you'll produce a hormone called prolactin. Right. Now, prolactin, if you weren't masturbating every week, prolactin are being exposed to a toxic life, okay? Toxic life is dangerous. If you had a peaceful life and you made love with your wife, what would happen is this prolactin level gets, it does regardless, it gets produced and it actually keeps you from being interested in sex for six days. So is then prolactin on the, the day, same thing that's again. in the seventh day? It doubles. And then does the testosterone doubles, right? At seven days? Yes. So you're saying, yes. so is prolactin the same thing that um, occurs in women's bodies when pregnant? Yes, it causes women's mother milk to drop. It's a right, female right. thing. But also in men, if they have an ejaculation with somebody they love, it will lessen his need for sex with her. However, if other women are coming at him online, that will wake up another hormone, which is high dopamine, and that will now stimulate as testosterone temporarily mm. and causes testosterone to shoot up and then crash down when he ejaculates. And now I have lower, lower, lower testosterone. Information so men is... at 35 in America, mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. testosterone levels are going down, down, down. Mine never went down. Actually, I have to take, at 50, I noticed my testosterone levels had gone down from when I was a young man. Mm -hmm. And so then I started practicing once again, more ejaculation control mm -hmm. and they went back up. Mm -hmm. Now they're 25, sometimes 50% higher, depending on what day of the week I test them. Cause that's I another thing with men. <laughs> is <laughs> when they're 50% higher than when I was a young guy. It's awesome. amazing. And, it's amazing. And this is it, the what, spiritual journey of a being. Spiritual a, journey. But to be is, able to transmute mm -hmm. sex sublimation, you have to have love. Mm -hmm. Now for me, I go even higher because I have spiritual, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I cashed in on the oneness with God through meditation, mm -hmm. but then I brought it back down. And I have to say, I used to hear angels sing. I used to have out of body experiences, all these beautiful things. Yep. Once I started having sex, that went away. Mm. I still have my spirituality. I know my oneness with the God, but it's not like staring me in the face until I started conserving my semen again. And then when I started doing that again, the world became a glorious, glorious place. And I you've mean, been able to like, create like crazy. Yeah, create like crazy. Baby Look it up. Yeah. They're all my books. And in addition, unlimited energy, well-being, not overreacting to things. And if you do, being able to quickly let go of it. And perception-wise, my experience <laughs> is that the world is that I'm in awe of trees, okay? Me we, too. Yeah, trees, trees. Trees. They're like live beings. You just I walk know. around and think they're alive and they're I like I love ancient. trees. It's, yes. 
you should come to Mill Valley and walk through Mill Valley Forest. I it's would like to. I've been up there before. It's uh, they're giant, they're gigantic trees. It's just they're like it's like walking in a canyon with with peaceful giants around you who are alive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have that when I was having all those spiritual experiences before. It was more like in my inner world and my invisible trend, you know, music from the heavens and traveling the universe. Mm-hmm. But right here in the physical world, having everything be so full of life and greatness and grandness, uh, it, it blows my mind. What the, the, I wish I could just sort of give that to people in a talk. That takes years <laughs> of, of, of semen control and spirituality and love and so forth. Yeah. And ultimately, when you're making love and you're growing towards the ability to have orgasms without the ejaculation, rather than practicing control techniques, which is Montak Chia's pretty much technique they do, mm-hmm. it's learning how to pace yourself. Mm. See, what, what happens is a guy gets excited. As soon as he's excited, his estrogen's going a little too high, he'll ejaculate. And what makes his estrogen go a little high, one of the things is a woman starting to get excited. But women don't realize their role in this. What happens is women will start to get a little excited. And because for many women, it's hard to orgasm, they start feeling, oh, I could have an orgasm. I just need a little bit more. As soon as she's wanting more than what she's getting, that will cause him to ejaculate. Because what she's doing is now taking to do herself as opposed to receiving him to give her pleasure. That's Mm -hmm. called surrender. It's Mm -hmm. called yielding. Mm -hmm. It's allowing him to give you the pleasure. And that sometimes will excite you so much your testosterone will go up, then you want to jump on him. But it's you're just wanting to jump on him and do it. And then you, he'll walk, well, he wants to jump on you. That's why I say it's wrestling. You go back and mm-hmm. forth, mm-hmm. but you, you literally take her to a little death, which is she's out of her mind. And she's going, don't stop. As soon as she says, don't stop, bang. That means she wants, she's trying now to have more which means you're not giving enough and that, that stimulates an adrenaline response, which causes an ejaculation. And so what you do, as soon as you notice, regardless of what she's going to feel or whatever, you just pull out. She goes, what happened? What happened? Says, oh, I'll give you yours, but not yet. <laughs> and that's, that's called letting it build up. Right. And that's why you have different positions. I always try to wonder why are all these positions, you know, what's the big deal with all the, pos- the positions is so when you get close to ejaculation in your man, you change positions. You got to do something. You start over. So you start over and you start over and you start over. And I have to say for a lot of men, they feel ashamed that they have to start over instead of feeling like a masterful lover, because you're going to build her energy up because she's going to want it more and more and more until she wants it more than you want it. And that's where you created the whole shift where she's now totally open to receiving more. And you as a man are selfless. It's not about you anymore. It's all about her. I love how this comes back to it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love how we're we're bringing it back to the selflessness because for Awaken Life Radio, (laughs) this is like a rare, a rare interview where you guys get to learn about the truth about sex um, between men and women, um, not objectification, but the literal and and to to recognize. Mm -hmm. I'm getting techniques, but it's not about technique. Techniques Mm -hmm. don't. don't do anything mm-hmm. if it's not about love. It's about love. That's the opportunity to recharge your love between mm-hmm. the two of you. That's the it's, what's interesting with, I'm thinking about the, the people I work with and, and the people that I know that are of spiritual service, including myself, you know, that teach meditation and do healing work. And one thing that happens with the women in my community is we start out, you know, your vision and connected to your purpose and all the stories and decoding your, you know, your core 
patterns of codependency and dismantling those um, threads and opening up to the light of the nature of your heart, of your true nature and integrate. It's a, it's kind of like, like my own white tantric, you know, variation of teachings um, based on my awakening. And then outside of the, I don't teach mantra, although I have mantra initiation as well, because we're not living in that culture. And because the integration is, is what's up is, is what we need embodied, you know, grounded people. But, um, loving embodied people. Um, and, and we need leaders, right? So many, many leaders, um, at this time. And (laughs) one thing that I'm, I'm just reflecting on is how all of my work with women on leadership comes down to us decoding relationship dynamics and the women in my year long right now have all manifested love and are at a really high, good place right now and deepening, but like we talk about, you know, training in your workshops and like what it comes down to what we want to talk about is like, what's up with the guy? How is that going? Did you have that conversation? How is, you know, sexuality comes up and, and things around, you know, healing the womb and the mother wounds and all that. But it's, I'm thinking about how important it is for us to be filled up in intimacy as leaders, as, you know, people that are doing our dharma, because if not, then you don't feel as like me, I don't feel as balanced, you know, not having a man and it's okay. I've been in a deep grieving and I'm calling him in and it's okay. I relax and I get my massages and I have, you know, it's COVID. I walk by the water and I I work part-time and like your daughter, um, haven't quite achieved owning a big home on a lake yet, but, (laughs) but, um, but you know, I, I, I create my own schedule and I cultivate that. Um, so when I say it's okay, like it's okay and it's not okay, but for the sake of this conversation, it's okay. Um, is there anything else you want to say, John, just to bring home this conversation before well, we wrap it up? I guess you revealed that you had your um, mm-hmm. twin soul, mm-hmm. twin, twin flame, you caught him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want you to know that I was married to Bonnie for 34 years and mm-hmm. we started out as a soulmate relationship and which meant that we weren't just, you know, traditional I'm the provider, but we're actually growing in the relationship through really when things are upsetting, how to find resolution and grow in love. And after about 23 years for us, and that's a lot of books I wrote along the way, we became, we became twin souls. I don't use it. Mm. I, to me, it's like we're still soulmates, but we're twin souls, which meant almost all harmony and great sex. Mm-hmm. We learned, but I know it's a process of learning. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, everything we've been taught is wrong. <laughs> right, right. Forget you everything take, you know. Take a simple idea that you know, uh, to give is to receive. No, if you give and you haven't received first, you're exactly. going to feel resentful. Amen. I can't wait for you to read my book. That's exactly. I'm like, who gave us the thought that it's better to give than to receive? That is a lie. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Now, biologically, it feels better to give if you just received. That's, That's where right. it comes from. If you, if you have a bank account full, then it feels really good to give to people. If you have a bank account which is empty and you have to give to people thinking it's going to fill up and it doesn't fill up, then you're really pissed off. And you're training people to receive more when, you're not, when they're not giving you what you're giving. So for women, that's the message. See, mm-hmm. for men, it's better to give than to receive. Right. See, that's if, if I give and somebody appreciates me, my testosterone goes up and then I've just received their appreciation. So men right. need thing that boosts their testosterone as a primary thing. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. primary. I also need all the other things women need, but most important is the stuff that raises my testosterone. And for women, you want to receive first. And there's a trick. 
because women don't just need to receive, you also need to give. But mm -hmm. it's a different kind of giving. It's the giving a mother gives to a child. It's called nurturing. Mm -hmm. It's called helping. Mm -hmm. So as you maybe women aren't familiar with what causes PMS, but PMS is when your your progesterone levels aren't high enough and your estrogen's too tall or too high. Up towards your ovulation time, your estrogen needs to be higher. But after ovulation, then your body needs to make more progesterone than estrogen. Now, estrogen comes from, it grows and thrives when you're getting what you need, when you can receive from others' support. But after ovulation, you still need to receive, but your greatest happiness and stress reduction comes by giving back. Mm -hmm. Giving back is you have so much, now I want to help others. So that, you, you know, you're talking about the spiritual giving it's perfect for women to be happy. It's sort of like selfless giving, but you're giving back from a place of I have what I need and now I overflow to others. And over and the brain remembers when I overflow to others, it feels really good. That's right. But if you didn't receive again, if you didn't receive to give, it stops feeling really good and you feel right. burnt out. That's right. So and and what in the 12 sacred themes that we do is we have, I have them first work with um, boundaries before receiving. So they're getting really clear on what they want and what their yes is. And then once they really fill their field with what they want and know how to communicate and express their needs and all that, then you start to practice letting it all in. And it's, it's usually the hardest part. And when they go from, they, they didn't realize how hard it was from the littlest thing to, oh, your hair looks good. No, my hair. No, no, no. Or, oh, here's a penny at the store. So I've been practicing like the littlest, littlest things. Thank so you so good. much. Such, oh. such good stuff. Such I'm, good stuff. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking with you. Me too. Uh, it's so wonderful to resonate. And the other thing I resonated with, and I just want to reveal mm -hmm. this, share this. I've talked about my wife, but you know, you lost your partner three years ago. I lost Bonnie mm -hmm. uh, a little over two, two years and three months and six mm -hmm. days. And so <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> missing her terribly. And yeah, uh, I feel that it's when you love someone so deeply, they've become a part of you. And mm -hmm. it is a gradual process of letting go. And thank goodness that we have the awareness of mm -hmm. two things. And I just want to mention it for those who lose someone in their life mm -hmm. is the reason it hurts so much and it's such painful and such suffering that can go with it, you can heal that and actually experience more love in your life and be happier. Mm -hmm. Things get in the way. One is the thought, which is our experience. We lose someone we love so deeply, we have so much deep pain. We have so much deep sorrow. We have suffered so much suffering. You feel it. And somebody says, why are you feeling bad? <sighs> because I love them so much. Mm -hmm. So now suddenly you start to heal. You'll actually, when you heal a wound, you come back stronger and you have more love. So that makes you happier. I've been, I'm happier now than I've ever been in my life. Now, if you ask my kids, dad's always happier than he's ever been in his life. Every year is better and better. But, and that's always the best spaghetti he's ever tasted. You know? So that's just me. But the reality is I grieved. I was terribly unhappy. I wanted yeah. to turn back time. I was angry. I'm angry at God. I'm angry at the medical system. I'm angry, mm -hmm. you know, all these things. I'm sad. I'm missing my wife. I'm afraid it will never. And that's one part of me. But then mm -hmm. I have my spiritual self, which is a witness to that, knowing that this is the healing journey. That's right. And I have to engage. I have to process that healing journey. Because Freud explained to us that when you need, we all need love. And when someone gives you an abundance of love, the brain changes. It rewires itself. And it mm -hmm. says, oh, I don't need love. I need you. Mm. So now you are not here. So the brain, the simple, simple part of the brain goes, well, then I can never have love again because you're love. So the brain has to learn to let go of mm -hmm. the sorrow 
That's by processing feelings. And at the same time, you have to get on the horse. You fall Mm -hmm. off the horse. You got to get on another horse to give yourself Mm -hmm. the experience that I can have love from a penny to a quarter to a dime to a nickel, whatever. You have to start engaging and replacing what it is that you lost. And that's Mm -hmm. very, very important. And women, I'm saying this Mm -hmm. for the women listening, because traditionally when women have a heartbreak, a divorce, a death or whatever, it's nine years before they're ready for another relationship. So what I say is get up, get back on the horse, but you don't have to love them like you loved your spouse. You don't have to have sex with them even. You just Mm -hmm. have to use them to grow. And Mm -hmm. they like to be used if you Mm -hmm. appreciate us. Beautiful. The book is how how to use a man to support your feminine side. And we like it because it makes us feel more testosterone. That's right. And don't run after men, of course, and don't avoid men. Got it. Find a super safe guy who's more interested in you and let yourself enjoy. Let him enjoy doing things for you. Thank you. You can... That's a very important thing that we get back on yeah. the horse. But we also simultaneously, mm-hmm. we get back in the waves of our own grieving until the suffering goes away, then the pain goes away, and the sweetness of the sorrow and the sadness and the love grows stronger yeah. until you're healed. So Thank you. Every, every mishap is an opportunity to grow better. That's right. That's right. Thank you. And I, I feel like if women, we can get... Thank you for saying that about my partner too. I. Let me, I'll just touch on that real quick. You know, because he's Dakota, he's, he's Dakota, so he came from a family, you know, in South Dakota. There's ceremony where you grieve for the year and you give that grief everything. So, you know, I got to do the year ceremony. It took me about a year and a half to actually feel like, like I was kind of waking up, you know, out of it. But um, I invite people to also mark their grief, you know, give yourself a year or two years, give yourself a year to do that ceremony of grief. And then I wasn't open to date at all until after that. Um, thank you yeah, for that. I, I get that. I mean, for me, it was, this was a two year one. I used to think it's a nine year window, but with my wife, it was this is two years and it's still there. It's just not painful, but it's still there. But you're but also I'm, a I'm spiritual man. You're a spiritual and you're back on the horse now. Right. And but you're also a spiritual man, which is also like chief and I, you know, we were, we were in spiritual service together. So everything we meditated on was love and it's about a love and it wasn't just about us and it was about our service. So that doesn't end too. Um, that love is not for us. It didn't come from us. It wasn't only about us. So I'm, I'm very blessed, particularly feel blessed and guided, you know, that I had that. And also we did a lot of ceremony ancestor work. So I was already communicating. So he set me all, I mean, the universe just set me up for, to know how to do that and to stay in love with us with the spiritual world which is now what i feel great love for a spirit for him as a spirit but yeah thank you because i that was a good shift that piece where you we attach to that thing as love versus the love itself and, and the self um but i want to encourage all of you listening to absolutely you know prioritize um getting your needs met and learning how to cultivate to balance your testosterone and your estrogen. And you can do that through one of John's many, many, many books and teachings and workshops, Um, even just hopping on the Facebook, on the Facebook page, um, facebook.com forward slash Mars dash Venus dot John dot gray really it's all of that i think I thought it was john gray mars venus and don't you just have to put in john gray mars venus you do up? you can find it just put okay. john gray on your facebook search and you'll find him um and also on his website marsvenus.com um 
and just be in this conversation. Like I said, I've been following John's work for a long time. I'm still learning. It sounds like you're still learning. You know, there's just, just, it's such an important, important piece for us to understand. You want to be more in your feminine. You want to be more in your masculine. Learn these subtle things that are literally going to change your hormone cycles so that you can manifest that, um, that relationship, especially those that are doing spiritual service because we want to be able to, to have more than enough love to share. We want women to be filled up. We want men to be empowered and feel appreciated and feel strong and um, also be able to manifest people that trust them. Thank you so much, John Gray. Um, you guys definitely um, follow up. Check out John's new book. Beyond Mars and Venus. Beyond, Beyond Mars. Mars and Venus. I cannot wait to read it. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Thank you. If you love this episode, and I sure hope you did, you can continue to listen to Awaken Life Radio wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You could also check out Awaken Life Radio on my website at narayanigaya.com forward slash podcast or follow me on Instagram at Gaia Narayani. Also, you could check out the latest Awakening Map Home Study 12 Sacred Themes training to work with at your own pace and learning embodied meditation for spiritual awakening for both men and women. And I'll leave that link for you below in the comments. Thank you again so much for checking out today's episode and I'll see you next week. Namaste. Namaste.